Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and I've been doing this UTR media thing for over a decade. And one of the things that I have heard many, many times through the years is folks thanking me for introducing them to an artist they may not have found otherwise, which is a total thrill. And one name that has come up repeatedly in the last three or four years has been the name Jess Ray. Uh, well, I want to thank Krista Wells for introducing me to the music of Jess Ray. In fact, I met Jess at Escape to the Lake 2015. Uh, she played one song uh, on the main stage and it blew everyone away. And ever since then, there's just been this just rocket ship upward trajectory for Jess. And it has been so fun to kind of travel with her and and just see this amazing adventure that she's been on the last few years. So here we are. I, I know I've known Jess for um, about four years, yet we had never sat down to do an interview. Crazy. So we finally did that just a couple of weeks ago. And we're going to feature the conversation with Jess here in the first half of today's episode. And then coming up in the second half, uh, we'll be uh, featuring a brand new interview um, with Ohio-based singer, songwriter, and worship leader, Brian Campbell. So stick around for that. Um, well, we sometimes record these interviews in a green room, and uh, this was the next best thing. Uh, the, my interview with Jess Ray was recorded in the church nursery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the quietest room we could find, so it, it served us well. Um, and before we dive into the conversation, let's hear a clip from Jess's latest album, Parallels and Meridians. I think it's getting clearer all the time or like I'm I'm revising it I guess all the time um, I'm not able to go like this is my mission statement but if I had to I'll tell you what I think about and what I what I even pray before I go on on stage um, one thing that I'm realizing lately as I'm writing songs is um, the two types of songs I want to write are songs that that you listen to and then songs that we sing together. And uh, all of my songs are kind of an act of worship or an act of communicating with God, but some file into more of a sit and listen kind of thing 
where I share the songs and stories and stuff like that, like what I did tonight. And then other things are more of like your congregational worship songs that are like meant to be sung together. And recently I've just started to be able to see like those two things really clearly and how how they serve each other and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, that, that that's the two categories of music that I'm committed to writing as songs that you listen to and songs that you sing together. And then I would say like, practically like when I um when I'm praying before a show or something like that I I really am just asking the Lord to um I want people to get something that they're looking for out of our time um not I just try I'm trying to learn to like not overcomplicate things and just like something that people are looking for that they would find it in tonight whether it's a word some in a song or a verse in a song that maybe they feel God speaking to them. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, like some relationship in their life that like it helps them see it in a new light. Um, or even if it's just like as simple as like just leaving inspired to create, like, mm. um, they could leave with whatever, you know, but I just, I, I, when someone takes the time, buys a ticket and goes and sits and listen to one of my concerts, I want them to have gained something from it. And that could be anything, but, um, but yeah, that's my prayer as I, as I go out there each night, like God just help them to get something that they're looking for, um, out of tonight. So that's kind of my, I don't know if that's a mission statement, but it's good. came to mind when you asked that question. It's very good. <laughs> I, I've always appreciated um, people of all lines of vocation who view their work as an act of service and, um, and, and, and look at it as uh, the ability to give a cup of cold water. Yeah. And like you said, maybe it's just one line of one song but maybe that's the cup of cold water that they yep. need yep. maybe they didn't even know they needed it but it's like wow that quenched a thirst that i didn't know i even had yes <laughs> yeah i love it um okay so something else that i really love about you is that you have a say yes attitude to stuff to life to opportunities to music um tell me why that is that you have that yeah i think some of it is maybe like i don't know i feel like i'm almost wired that way um i'm on this tour with gray havens right now and i don't know there's just something in me i think it's the producer side of me where it's just like they brought me on to like sing a few songs at the top of the night, but I can't help but care about what the lighting looks like, what the sound mm. sounds like, what the experience is like from start to finish for people, um, whether the banner's crooked, whatever. Like, it's just like every detail, for whatever reason, I'm just wired that way to think about the whole picture. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I think that like the best stuff in life comes from, team like what i was talking about team community and this sense of like whatever it takes and i've just i think i've i've other people have modeled that in front of me really well and uh you know like i i just had a couple of mentors growing up where it's just like i would just follow them around 
and there's in them this say yes or whatever it takes mentality. And then the way I've seen that play out in my life is like it's only it's that's always been the better way than like preserve self-preservation doing you know kind of only what serves me or only what's easy or I just have never I've never yeah I can even yeah I just I can think of so many times where I just um I almost felt like at the you know at the end of the day like I was giving more than everybody else or or over overdoing stuff or like just exhausted and spent but God always comes through for me and does something that leaves me on the receiving side where I'm like oh man this was not about me I I am always just receiving more than I'm giving out um and my life is just marked by by his grace and so yeah I've just found that's the best way to live honestly um so yeah whatever it takes yeah. Say yes. I also have a sweatshirt that says says say yes that I wear most days of the week. So <laughs> that's awesome. when I'm around the house. So <laughs> yeah. All right. I definitely want to talk about your latest record, cool. but before we get there, I I want to ask you about uh pull the stars from the sky. Yeah. Because it was a unique thing and kind of an unexpected thing. It, it kind of was like a you just kind of dropped it yep. into the world. So what was sort of the heart behind that? Totally. Well, I things were, they're still growing for me, but I was, um, I was encouraged by someone to like, hey, have something that you could just give away for free. Um, you know, free download or whatever. And I was like, okay. So it really just started from that where I was like, all right, I'm going to spend as little money as possible. We're going to rent out this warehouse thing for one day bring in a friend and we're going to, I'm going to play 12. No, I think I recorded 17 songs in that day. And then we whittled it down to like the 10 or whatever that are on that album. But it was a surprise to me too, because I think it's just, it captured a little bit more of like my heart and like my sound than I thought it was going to. Mm. We, like I was, I was pleasantly surprised. It was a little better than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Not that we were like wanting to put anything bad out there, but it's done really well, and I think that people like the stripped down kind of like very raw It's really, it's worked for some people, and uh, and I think it's fun because it, it gave a home to a couple of misfit songs that um, I didn't know where to put them on, mm -hmm. anything else, so yeah. It's yeah. ended up being a, a, a more of a collection of songs and a statement than I meant to make, but I'm pretty happy about that. So That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so now Parallels and Meridians. Yes. Um, just kind of tell me about the 
the making of that, the, the theme, the heart that yep. you kind of put into that? Yeah. Well, I started to pile up songs. I, I like, it's been three and a half years, or it was three and a half years between Sentimental Creatures and that. And so, um, continuing to write songs and live life. And I think the best songs come from living life. And, uh, and they started to pile up and I realized about half of them were kind of my normal mode of like communication between God and me or him, you know, him speaking to me or whatever. Um, and the other half were very relationship based of like between, between people, you know, whether me and my husband or my friends or me kind of speaking peer to peer um about about things so really there was more more of a sense of vertical you know towards god songs and horizontal like towards people songs than i had ever had and it was almost even like six and six or whatever um uh and so we started tossing around the idea of like x and y axis we thought about um we were just thinking about just the different directions horizontal vertical that kind of thing but we ended up loving like the concept of parallels and meridians the two the you know perpendicular lines around a globe and um and so that became the theme um for the album and uh yeah so and and a lot of the songs and then like i love it because the, there's a plus sign in the in the uh the way that we've done the, the type and we chose a plus sign because it really is like, it's kind of like a cross, but also like there's just a, such a sense of in, in Jesus is this full understanding of what it is to be human and a true human relationship from us to him, but also a divine one at the same time. So it's just, it's, it's incredible because we experience both things, but in Jesus, we like experience them both in one person. And, um, I know that's mysterious and crazy, but it's just like I loved kind of going there um, in my in my mind and in the, in this album. Um, so yeah, a lot of the songs kind of fall into those two categories, and some of them even kind of could be applied in both ways, which um, has always been a thing about my songwriting. Is like you know my song "Runaway" <clears throat> from my last album. It's like very much God singing it over me, me then singing it over other people or whatever but the number of people who've talked about having a runaway kid mm -hmm. and they're you know they're applying it to their son or daughter mm -hmm. um that's what i love about i would love for my music to be able to kind of be applied to people's lives as they need whether it's them hearing from like a divine voice or them feeling that and expressing it to another person and so in the same way i think like these songs on parallels and meridian some of them kind of play both both roles yeah yeah it's good is there a song on the latest album that surprised you at all um, in terms of, I know you, you have a producer's mind, so maybe, maybe you don't get surprised, right. but, but did you ever get, did you get to the finish line? Kind of like, wow, like that actually kind of surprised me how it turned out. Totally. Yeah. I would say the big one would be, did not our hearts burn? Like, I think that, um, if anyone has seen me play it live with my loop pedal, it's like a totally different vibe and it landed way more in like a very current pop, like electronic kind of thing, which I love. We, lo we love how it turned out. I think I'll do an acoustic version as well, just so that people who kind of got attached to the other one can have that. But yeah, that was one that it was just fun to kind of 
um, allow the producer that I was working with, Jacob Early, like just a little bit more room to do his thing. Um, I really did want to like allow myself to go, to lean into where music is going these days. And um, yeah, and to allow it to be more poppy, allow it to be more uh, loopy and like the, just the little vocal ad-libs throughout it. And um, yeah, we wanted it to sound 2019 and to fit kind of what, where things are going and have a voice out there. And it's cool because it's done really, really well on Spotify. And I think that that's part of it. Like, so it still feels true to me because it's all organic, like real instruments that we were playing. None of it's like just sampled, uh, or we sampled it, but it's, it's, we were actually playing those instruments even if we were looping them. Um, so there's, it's supposed to still have the texture of the rest of my music, but um, kind of the approach of very current mm -hmm. uh, pop music. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. That's a great answer. I love, I love the making of that. Yeah. That's great. We have a lot of musicians who listen to our podcast and stuff. So do you have any thoughts on advice you pass on to other DIY artists who are kind of, you know, just maybe even getting started? Yeah. Well, I just would say it couldn't get any easier right now for like being able to get resources and, and start recording yourself. Um, I think that, um, yeah, so just get yourself a Mac computer, a good microphone and an interface and a MIDI controller and just start recording. Start getting down your ideas the way that you, um, yeah, I just feel like it's important for people to express their voice. Um, and then as opportunities arise and things move forward and as you're sharing your music, and really, if you're getting positive feedback, you know, don't just share it with your mom. Share it with, you know, people who you care what their opinion is, you care about their, you think they have good musical taste. Like, be bold to share it with people where you know the f feedback's gonna be honest and it's gonna be tasteful. And, um, and then if you're getting good f feedback, keep leaning into the things that um, your specific voice brings to the world. Because there's millions, billions of people out there uh, millions who are making music, um, but we need people who are going to be honest in what they say, that are going to be original in their approach. Um, there's still room, um, but there's way too many copycats, so I would just mm -hmm. encourage everyone, please, <laughs> don't be another copycat of somebody else. Be influenced, be inspired, but find out what your voice is, what your sound is, and then um, keep making it. Yeah. All right. Yay! Your first UTR interview. Interviewer. That's crazy. Isn't it? That's so funny. I don't. I don't necessarily know why that. I mean. No, we just haven't had a chance. You know. Yeah. So. No, oh, that's great.
Oh, it was so good to catch up with Jess Ray a few weeks ago uh, on the Grey Havens tour when they were in Chicago for a couple of days. And uh, yeah, she is so good. Oh, just not only a great person and a wonderful friend, but if you haven't discovered her music yet, you need to. Uh, she's one of those must-listen-to artists. And all her music's on Spotify or iTunes or Amazon, wherever you listen to music. Um, and you can find out more about her at her website, JessRayMusic.com. Now, this podcast is under the banner of an independent nonprofit organization, UTR Media. Um, and all the stuff that we do focuses on well-crafted, faith-inspired music. You can check out some of our sister podcasts, some um, video interviews. Uh, we also have articles, album downloads, and even Spotify playlists. Uh, you can start the journey at our website, utrmedia.org. And you can also find us on all the social media platforms at UTR Media. Well, don't go anywhere. That's not the end of the show. Nope. On the second half of the episode, we'll be talking with singer-songwriter, worship leader, Brian Campbell, here on Green Room Door. You like to win prizes? UTR's latest listener contest could put a brand new Kindle Fire and $25 Amazon gift card into your hands. Entry is free and only takes 30 seconds. Find the contest link at utrmedia.org. A big thanks to the Resource Leadership Conference for sponsoring this UTR podcast episode. The Resource Leadership Conference is coming to Bloomington, Illinois, May 9th and 10th, and it's a gathering that's unique in a couple of ways. First, unlike many leadership conferences, this one is designed to equip and encourage pastors and leaders of smaller churches. Number two, it's surprisingly really, really affordable. <laughs> They'll have keynotes, workshops, and concerts with three-time Grammy nominee Michelle Pilar and one of UTR's all-time favorites, Andy Gullihorn. And I'll be there. In UTR, we'll have an info table. It's coming up soon, May 9th and 10th, but they have room for last-minute signups. Go to resourcelc.org for more information. That's the Resource Leadership Conference at resourcelc.org. Welcome back to Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and uh, this is the show where we love talking one-on-one -on -one with artists who are making well-crafted, faith-inspired music. Uh, I was able to meet this next artist because of a mutual friend, and we were able to connect and sit down and talk at the National Worship Leaders Conference last year. So... Um, we met and did this interview on the campus of Treveca University. Uh, now, unfortunately, just because of some timing and because I honestly had, had <laughs> too many interviews to air this, uh, this season of the show, um, we've, we've just kind of had this interview on the shelf for, uh, for several months. But um, we are pulling it out and airing it for the very first time. This has never been heard before. Um, uh, our conversation with worship leader and singer-songwriter Brian Campbell. Uh, Brian's mission as an artist, um, it says on his Facebook page that he is committed to the mission of awakening God's people to his heart. Uh, 
he hails from Akron, Ohio, and um, just has toured the world, really, uh, in um, this last year. Played in several international countries as well. Uh, so let's get to know Brian Campbell a bit more. And before we dive into the conversation, let's hear a little clip from his latest album called Born Again. I once was lost and at my bitter end Destroyed my hope and saw my innocence But you bore my curse and covered all my sin You made me new Tell me um, a little bit about uh, your experience with music growing up, and wh- where did you grow up? Yeah, well, um, my, my family moved around a good bit when I was growing up, so I was born in Chicago, and we just started making a beeline east. So I was in Ohio for a little bit, and then we moved outside of Philadelphia to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and when I was there, um, I, I we were plugged into a church as a family, and it was just... It was this unique experience where we were part of a church that um, started pretty small, like maybe 250 people when we were there, and then it, it grew, um, and it's it's at about 27,000 now. But whoa, yeah, <laughs> the, it, it's atypical for sure. But the wow. um, the worship pastor, it's really cool because the the same leaders who started the church are actually the same leaders who are in, on staff now. Mm. So the guy who, who baptized me is still the same senior pastor. Wow. And um, the, the worship director was an interim guy at the time, and he just kind of took me under his wing and bought me my first guitar. And, um, man, just really, really modeled a lot of what it meant to lead worship, um, both on and off the platform. And he, he imparted so many things in my life in terms of intangibles that I'm still discovering like, oh, wow, thanks, Matt. Thanks for what mm. you shared there. So um, that was a, a huge foundation growing up. And then when we moved when I was 16, uh, I just uh, we moved out to western Pennsylvania. And um, I just continued to kind of uh, grow in those things that he had, had kind of put a foundation in my life for. Yeah. So so how old were you when, when you said he gave you, like, was that your first guitar? Yeah. Well, I... I had one of those, like, it was a classical guitar, <laughs> okay. you know, like yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. has it in their, in their attic somewhere and they're like, Hey, we have a guitar. That, yeah. So if you want to play a guitar, we have a guitar that you can use. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, like the strings, you know, they're like <laughs> yeah. three quarters of an inch off the fretboard right. and <laughs> which, shred your fingers. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. So you're learning to play this thing in a really like, I mean, when you start playing an actual guitar, then you're like, this is amazing. This is yeah. so good. But, um, yeah, so he, he went and bought, helped me buy an electric guitar and it was just a Squire Strat, but it was, I mean, the fact that he just took the time just meant the world to me. And, um, more of it was, was just like, it was just a tool in, in, um, just the, the leading that I was, I was doing it, um, worship leading on our, our student ministry team. And he was just spending, you know, maybe a week, a month kind of with that team as well. And just getting to know him and kind of giving me an attaboy was just so massive in, in what we were doing. Yeah. So, so when, when did the, when did the turn happen where, um, you started writing your own songs? Did yeah. that happen? Sh- were you still a student or did that happen later? 
Yeah, I I always really liked writing. Huh. Um, when I was, I remember I was twelve, and um, it was, yeah, there was there was uh, some really significant event that had happened in 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 the world, and it just really kind of stirred my heart. And I I was playing piano, and so I wrote a song about it, and um, that was just like sat down and just kind of had the chords and the pieces and, and was like, man, I just, I, I want to express something unique in, in this moment to, from what's coming out of my heart. And that started it. And then, you know, did the whole like kid band thing and, and student band. And then, um, then in, in college started to lead more, um, in worship context. And from that started to write more worship songs as well. Yeah. So how, how long have you been recording, original worship music and and kind of doing that as more of a vocational choice yeah well um for when i came out of college i was serving in local church ministry too and that's part of why I re- i'm really um i'm just really pumped and encouraged by conferences like this mm. because i really believe in in local church ministry and and that a lot of the the stuff that we do is really effective is most effective in the context of the local church. Right. So I was, uh, so I was serving in local church ministry from like 2008 to 2011. And then in, in that 2011, 2012 timeframe, we started to travel more and, and just simple, you know, like we did a three week tour and that kind of started things and, and then just stepping into opportunities after opportunity from that, just from the momentum of it and everything. So, um, I'd say since t- 2012, we've been been doing this this whole kind of worship traveling ministry mission. Mm. So yeah, now I, I'm I'm fairly new to your music, kind of learning and discovering what you're doing. But um, one of the things that that I can quickly glean from your music um, is that uh, you actually. Uh, at least on the surface, it doesn't feel like you're trying to be a copycat artist. Like you, you're not trying to just sound like the biggest hit makers of the church today to, to have the biggest radio hits. And, and so I kind of wanted to get your perspective on um, sort of the artistic craft that you put into writing worship songs. Yeah, man. Well, when you when you first said that, I, I thought too that I'm not trying to be that, yeah. um, but I, I'm also not trying not to. If that makes sense, like I don't want to be the guy who's who's saying that everything that's you know that's being written, I want to do something categorically different because right. it's already being done. Yeah, and I think that can be just as destructive as if we're if we're saying. I want to, I want to do something just like this or, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think, um, man, for, for a lot of artists, that is that struggle of, of how do I find my own sound? And you always get that thing where you write this, you're like, man, I wrote this amazing song. And then somebody's like, oh, that sounds just like delirious. Or that sounds just like yeah. this new, this new Ren collective song right. or something like that. So, so finding that way to, to be able to, to receive that and yeah. be like, man, okay, so it's not an original idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as great as I thought it was going to be, but still being like, man, this is something that came out of my heart 
and yeah. and I'm going to receive the good parts of that while while not getting kind of bogged down in the details of all the other stuff. Yeah. So I think I think for a lot of artists, if you just just stay in your lane, write write a lot, and as you write more and more, you're gonna you're gonna find a sound that works for you. Yeah. And um, the things that you feel like you can you can share authentically. Yeah. Are going to be the places where you can really start to. Um, to build more of an artistic sound from it as well. Yeah, I think that I think that that's a common thing. Like, like, the, like, uh, I mean, all the all the great artists that I know, um, uh, you know, and it's some in some form or fashion, reflect the artists that they are inspired by, and and you know, harken back to you know, you'll hear like, oh, there, there, you know, there's a twinge of Simon and Garfunkel in that song, or there's a twinge of U2 in that song, and uh, and I think that that's that's not necessarily a bad thing that that songs are you know have the flavor of of a variety of artists that kind of are, are the artists that are informing you and inspiring you. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I think that can be a rabbit trail if we try to say like, oh, well, I don't want to write anything that sounds like anyone else because it, yeah. it's it's kind of pretentious too because then you're you're like as an artist you're like, oh well, everything I bring is incredibly um, necessary mm. and incredibly like unique in the world and and I I just honestly I don't feel like like that's me. I feel like a lot of what I'm saying has already been said and and really. Um, if it's coming from God's word, it, it has been said, you yeah. know, so we're, we're singing timeless truths back to God in a unique way. That's, that's uniquely touching our hearts in this time where we're then hopefully it's transforming other people's hearts in the process too. Yeah. So, so tell us about, um, the new project, man, it's been, um, so we had, we had some, uh, some pretty, pretty big family changes in the last four years. And so the, the project we, we had finished and already had the plan to release this, this record born again, which, which we were, were planning on it back in 2014, but the, the process of, of recording it and, and worked with, um, a team in the UK on it and stuff too. And, and, um, they've been great, but it's just been uh, this three year, four year process now that we're, we're wrapping up. It's really a collection of songs about who God is, what he's done and what he's doing and and in the moments that we we find ourselves in questions and in difficulty what do we respond back to god with and it it, it and the, the the hope is that that we respond back with the truth of who he is that if i deal with this i experience this and you remain this you know yeah. in, in yeah. uncertain times i turn to you never changing ever faithful you are i'm going to be found in the places where you already are and um so yeah, that's what this record is about. It's it's kind of going after some tough questions, but it's um it's really meant to be like corporate congregational worship um that the people of God can sing back to him. Yeah. Born again. Like why that title you think best represents the work. Yeah. Well, well I think I think for part of it <laughs> and try to stay away from that like without making it, you know, making worship all about me and and what I you know, my own journey in uh-huh. it. But, um, but I think where we've, where we've went with this record again and again has, has come back to this place of, of the new self that we put off the old self and the old self has so many different things with it, worries and doubts. Obviously there's sin and all those things too, that, that Paul talks about that the, the, the old self and the desires of the old self are, are fleeting, they're perishing, they're, they're falling away. 
and then we put on the new self, which is so much of the reality of who God says that we are and who who we are hidden in Christ. It's mm. Christ in me and then me in Christ kind of thing. And in John 3, uh, Jesus is meeting with Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is coming to, to the Lord, and he's like, I see that there's something here that the, the, the foundation that you have changes everything about my foundation and what I thought to be true. So just help me out here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and Jesus is saying that it's, it's not about correcting your foundation. It's about starting something completely fresh and new. It's a whole new nature that I'm giving you. And there's something about that that I think um, is really timely in the church today. Yeah. I think like we really, we don't, we don't need a reformation. We need like a, a transformation mm. a lot of times. So it's not that we're looking to tear everything down or something like that. It's just embracing the new life that Christ gives. And if you embrace Christ, you're embracing a new life that, that he, he died for, for you. And, um, and that's what I, that's what this, this record's really about. I know sometimes as an artist, it, you look forward to and anticipate putting a particular song out into the world. So is there one track on the new album that um, that you're like, oh, I kind of can't wait for people to hear this and hopefully resonate with it? Yeah, there's two. Okay. There's two. Yeah. And one is actually called Born Again. Okay. And title track. Yeah. Yeah. It's this, it's this title track that um, I, th- I think is just like we've, we played it for a season probably three years ago. And people were like, ah, oh, we love this song. And, and just what the, like the cool things that would happen in the yeah. midst of events with it was really neat. Um, and I, I'm just really excited about that one. We're also releasing a song called draw in close, which, um, man, I'm just, I'm really excited about just the, it's an anthem and it's, it's just big sound and track that I think is really capturing like the heart of what we're doing in this, in this next season too. That's awesome. Um, and also I wanted to pick your brain, uh, before we leave, um, just about, um, you know, I think you having so much experience in, in the worship context, um, uh, just sort of, um, words of advice that you would have for people who are, who are writing songs for the church or, or a part of a worship team. Um, what is some encouragement that you have in in them being able to kind of pursue that authentically and um and not just consider it a a task on a checklist but but to really engage their hearts in 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 worship uh whether it's vocational or just as as volunteers as, as participants in the body yeah man well i do think that if you're writing songs for the church it's it's a little bit different than a like a commercial songwriter or if you're you're just writing as an artist even um and and you have to you definitely need to develop the artist side of that so you as an artist and as a as a songwriter just writing often is going to help you so tremendously in that and you may enter that process with certain ideas and vision of what where you're going to go and then god may take that and just move it in a completely different direction but the beauty is that if you're if you're moving, then God can direct movement. So if you're a songwriter, songwriters write songs, write songs, write them and, and spend that time, put them in your, your log book and say, okay, I am going to sit down today and I'm not going to leave the room until I write a song and, and then spend the time with the Lord and just see what, where he, we, he leads you in that. Cause it could be, you know, um, he could be developing you 
as a songwriter with a heart for him to go out and write pop songs. Right. You know, right. but if you're, if you're pursuing his presence and, and seeking his face over his hands, um, mm. you're gonna, you're always going to find, um, purpose and identity in that place. So, um, seek his, seek his face. Um, don't seek the stuff in his hands and then just pray that God will direct your steps. Um, so from the spiritual side, do that from a songwriter side, just invite people into that process, give people voice to, to speak into your life on it that you trust and you care about. And, um, yeah, and just keep growing in it. You're, you can't go wrong with that. Oh, not love it. This is great. Thanks for this time. Yeah, it's great to be here, man. It's, it's great to meet you. And thanks for having me on the show too. It's a real honor to be here. Ah, so good. You can uh, check out more of his music and his ministry at his website, BrianCampbellMusic.com. Uh, and just a couple of minutes ago, he mentioned a couple of songs that he released last year that he was really excited about. One of them uh, being called Draw In Close, which actually the final title they came up with was Overcome, in parentheses, Draw In Close. Uh, and we are going to play that full song uh, right after we have the outro of today's show. Um, so thanks to Brian. Thank you also to Jess Ray. Uh, we will link to both of those artists' websites in our show notes. We just want to say a huge thank you to our UTR support team. We could not be here without the generous help of folks just like you. Those gifts help to make stuff like this possible. We cannot do interviews with artists or bring you podcasts or videos or album compilations or articles without the help of these folks. So if you would like to join our support team or check out more information, you can do that at our website, utrmedia.org. Wow, it's hard to believe, but we're almost to the end of season two of Green Room Door. Uh, just this season alone, we talked to some amazing artists like the Grey Havens, Christopher Williams, Remedy Drive, Cindy Morgan, uh, probably about a half dozen other artists as well. So uh, this is a great opportunity to browse through the show archives. Uh, even just picking up uh, to speed on this season, you'll hear some wonderful interviews. And then on the next episode, it is our season finale of season two. And we'll be talking with uh, just a legendary singer-songwriter, Andy Gullahorn. Yes, I've been looking forward to that one. Uh, so it's coming up on the next Green Room Door, which is a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Chicago, Illinois, and online at utrmedia.org. And stick around for that song from Brian Campbell next. Next.